All right. Uh, looks like we are live. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year from the Red Smoke family. Hey, Alex, I'm tired of the old intro. 2021 now. New rules. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very first show of the new year. Uh, Alex, I am very excited for tonight. Are you? Oh, yes. Very excited. Yeah. G German or German way excited. Everybody who's listening, um, Germans don't actually get excited. No, no we don't. No, and we no, don't laugh. No, ever. no, absolutely. Alex, officially, we are now on the air for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Look, man, <laughs> Look, man, I'm a little bit superstitious, uh, so I am going to nevertheless drop my catchphrase because uh, we don't care what's going on in the world. Uh, if it's a great morning in Germany, it's gonna be a sensational night in America. I don't give a crap what's going on. Wherever you are, welcome to Red Smoke, everybody who's listening. Eh, not the worst way to start a stream, come on. <sighs> People are excited oh, for, for 2021. Yeah. Are you excited for 2021, uh, Alex? I, I, I don't even wanna go into that but like uh resolutions are you that kind of man actually um i don't think resolutions are that bad mm -hmm. i mean money twitter is making a lot of fun yeah. of new year's resolutions and i get it because you see it in the gym every year uh on new year it's like completely packed with people yeah and three weeks later you're on your own again and the same <laughs> old people are there except this time you can actually go to the gym so yeah but <laughs> no i think new year's, res new year's resolutions are a great thing to remind yourself of what you actually want to achieve mm -hmm. now there's obviously a difference between the people who would then pull through and the people who give up pretty quickly yeah but at least it gives people an incentive to change something about their life and for some it works so i guess it's yeah i like them yeah, personally don't... i don't don't have many New Year's resolutions. Mm. I have difficulties talking, if you can tell. Uh, no, that's okay. I because I usually always have goals and intentions. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make this uh, let's make this show a little bit less creepy, and I think uh, we're good. <laughs> Wait, how do you do that? <laughs> But uh, that's impossible. We're from Germany, man. That's exactly. It is in our <laughs> blood, man. We were on vacation last week and America was relieved, I could tell. But now we are back with a vengeance. <laughs> oh yeah. L last show was on Christmas Eve, man. It feels so long ago. It does, yeah. Which is weird because we haven't done that many shows mm -hmm. yet. But it still feels like I have been missing something. Yes. Which is weird. It's funny, man. People are, people are so crazy when it comes to Christmas. You know, especially in the US. Uh, right after Thanksgiving, like in November... Uh, The, one day after Thanksgiving, everything is packed like with Christmas and like Christmas decorations and lights and all this stuff, and and people are like, I want it, I want it, I want it, and then right after Christmas, I want it out. <laughs> they're, they're like so crazy about that. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's really just that short period of time. Yeah, and it's really exactly that short short period of time. You cannot have your Christmas tree up for longer. Mm -hmm. People get mad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've I, personally I've never been that big of a Christmas guy, as we discussed last time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool to meet the family, and um, yeah, have some good food, but 
overall, yeah, I mean, it's just some holidays. You know, Alex, uh, I got I gotta say this because it's uh, I actually wanted to to tell you this uh, before we started the stream, but fuck it. Uh, you know, I, I was seeing your tweet the other day. Uh, you know which one uh, about the the pastor or, or preacher? What was he like? The, the 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 Congress open opening prayer. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. What did I tweet? That that guy who said like a man and a woman. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, every so often I, I see or I, I, I hear things that restore my faith in humanity. And, and this wasn't one of those times. I was going to say there was not one of those. Then <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this shit up. I didn't I didn't actually believe this happened. You know, I, I've seen the thumbnail and I was reading yeah. your your tweet. You, I, I don't remember what you wrote uh, over this video. I thought this was like a staged uh, sketch. But now to be honest. I first thought so as well. I think I wrote the whole crowd couldn't get any dumber or something like that. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, there was this Congress guy who uh, ended his speech <laughs> with a man and a woman, <laughs> meaning that the Hebrew word amen to end your prayer is now some sort of masculine thing. Or like toxic. It I doesn't know. even make sense. The word Focus is. Man. I don't even know what. Yeah. It's actually actually it's, it's not even an English word. Actually, it's Hebrew as well. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yes. Um, and the, I, I believe that's my, my resolution. That's my resolution for 2021. Learn as much of those crazy words like like these, man. Uh, dude, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I I I love 2021 already. So I, got, I, I don't know. I don't know if the crazy pastor, the a man and a woman guy, or or the guy from the Capitol. You know, you know, from the riots, that that guy that looked like Braveheart. You know, the, yeah. uh, actually, the yeah. actually, Thirteenth uh, Warrior cosplay, I believe. Yeah, that was funny. I mean, oh the memes God. are already popping up everywhere. It's, mm. Yeah, twenty twenty one is starting oh, with be a big bang. Definitely. Best year of my life, I swear <laughs> to God, dude. Imagine like uh, there's a time machine, right? And someone from I don't know, like nineteen eighty six, comes to twenty twenty one, and the first thing he sees. Is is this is this preacher with a mask on his face saying a man and a woman and this guy with his uh, Braveheart outfit and you say what yes. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's idiocracy, really, if you yes. think about it, uh, because really nothing makes sense anymore. Mm. What's happening in the real world? Yeah, or like in the mainstream world. Let's put it that way. And that is what what people are experiencing, I think, as well, and how they think, as well. Mm. Did nothing really make sense anymore. All these things that are happening are just, just crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> and you think, what, what, what's going on, really? Where, where is this going? <laughs> Everybody who's listening, if you think the world is crazy, you come to the right place. Absolutely. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. yeah. Our special guest will be joining us in a few minutes, and we'll be talking about obsessed girls. And we'll talk briefly about Scarface as well. Um, Alex, you, oh, yeah. you, you just said you uh, you have rewatched the movie. Yes, I was very much enjoying that because I remember that I, I think it's been like 10 years since I've watched this movie. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a great, like, um, going great memory going back to this these times when I watched it the first time. Mm -hmm. Because it is a fantastic movie. I really enjoyed it. I should have watched it. 
many more times. But I sort of forgot about it. Yeah, that's what red smoke does. It, it brings you back to your uh, to your roots. <laughs> yes, it really does. You know what's funny is uh, someone tweeted uh, about the movie Scarface. You know, like Hollywood is doing like this, uh, all of these remakes and stuff. Like they're remaking every everything. And someone tweeted uh, a picture from Tony Montana from from Al Pacino's character, and he wrote, uh, "Better not remake this." Well, little did he know that Scarface from 1983 is actually a remake on itself. Yeah. Have you have you seen the original Scarface from from 1932? I did not. No. Mm. Well, I haven't. Rather. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I, yeah. I I also prefer like the the sun drenched, you know, the the tropical uh, third world gangster cigar sexy Miami movie. I, I have to say, yeah. I, I watched the the old Scarface, and I, I would even say the script is a little bit better. But uh, yeah, sexy Miami movie wins. <laughs> you know what's funny about this? As someone who has been playing a lot of video games in the past, um, mm. when I saw at the end Tony Montana's huge mansion again, I was reminded of GTA uh, Y City. I, be- I believe the whole franchise was inspired by this movie. <laughs> no yeah, shit. It was inspired, but it was also uh, in this very game, the y- Miami Vice, or Vice City, yeah, Vice City mm-hmm. it's called, the Vice City game. Um, the, the mansion you get in the end of the movie is exactly the same as in, uh, in the movie, yeah. So it's modeled after mm-hmm. the, the movie there. And so you can actually live like Tony Montana. And it's also... Um, very similar to it so i really enjoyed how this movie inspired a lot of things absolutely and it's uh, it's i don't i mean i don't remember i wasn't alive when the movie came out but i read a lot of trivia around this movie that uh when it came out it was so controversial oh yeah that people uh, refused to like people went out of the cinema saying this is too <laughs> too brutal which it still is so it, it, is. it, it actually features like uh over 200 uses of of the f word which is about like like uh 1.21 fucks per minute <laughs> and at the time no, of the it's... at the time of the film's release this was the most of any movie in history it's crazy yeah actually the funny thing is i was reminded of the wolf of wall street when i was watching yes. the movie <laughs> and i found no why did the, is it sort of a remake to some degree of scarface but a worse one Personally, I don't like The Wolf of Wall Street very much. Okay. Because I think it's really just a pretty stupid display of excess. And because there's really no depth to the whole movie. And I think Scarface really has something to it. Because it's this this build-up of this guy who's trying to make it. And he, mm-hmm. well, he's not just trying. He knows from the very beginning that he's going to make it at some point. Which is a, a mental model I really, really enjoy this belief even though you're washing dishes you already know you will be very successful one day i mean it's, a, it's of... a classic arc you know washing yes, dishes exactly. and he ends up being a multi-millionaire yeah he's actually stupid rich at the end mm-hmm. especially for those times <clears throat> and i mean i don't think we spoil anything here if <laughs> no I don't know. if you haven't uh, seen the movie yet everything. just the get out of here man. <laughs> yeah exactly no i think there is there are a lot of lessons in there and mm. but i think it just has more character than the wolf of wall street even though it's pretty similar actually in the story arc. yeah i wouldn't say it has more characters that it definitely has more style 
Oh, I mean, I mean, I, I think, I think of Scarface. First thing that comes to my mind is style. Yeah. So suave, so sexy. Really I just love this right movie. Miami, mm. Miami style. Yeah. By the when, way, I, I believe, I believe, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street was the movie that, uh, that was the first movie that had more f words than uh, Scarface. Ironically. Yes, that, that was why I was thinking about it. Yeah, um, I, I think it holds the record is, now. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, but still, well to get back to the original point, um, this movie it is very brutal, even for today's standards. Yeah, you, mm -hmm. you got to be honest about yeah, that. I'm thinking it's about the chainsaw brutal. scene and yes, stuff, you know. I, I mean, that's pretty early in the movie as well. Mm -hmm. when he <laughs> gets all his chainsaw. Yeah, and <clears throat> it is, yeah, pretty brutal. But this also this plays pretty greatly uh, a very tough life he is yeah. living. So I think it, it fits very well. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to like uh, talk a little bit about Tony Montana, about the character, because uh, like we just previously talked about it, how uh, how we adore him and how we how we don't adore him. <laughs> yeah, I think if you tell someone that Tony Montana is actually something or a character you can look up to at least in some degrees mm -hmm. people would be like are you out of your mind <laughs> how can a, a, a huge drug dealer and like murderer be someone you look up to absolutely and this is always the same issue that people are just don't think nuanced enough mm -hmm. because obviously i'm not telling people to kill others or become a drug dealer no, to of make course. Of and, and and we are also not paid to make uh, to give you affiliate on uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not paid in any way. This this stream is not. Who who makes who's who still makes like uh, commercials for Vice City? Like this this movie is old. Uh, this game is old, man. Yeah, it's really old. But it was, I think, still one of the funniest uh, GTA games. Absolutely. Okay, Alex, our guest is ready, I believe. Yes. Can I just put on two? One second. All right. Okay, I believe we are live. I got lost for a second, but I think I'm back. Okay, perfect. Yes, Joe is online. Our first guest Hello. of 2021. Hello, Joe. He's a good friend. He's handsome. He works out. This man is so Motown, man. Lethal weapon, Mr. Dynamite. His tweets are catchy, bright, and sweetly intoxicating. It's no wonder he became so popular. Men are entranced by his charisma and the young woman. <laughs> well, if you know, you know. We are glad he's here tonight. Welcome to Red Smoke, brother. And good morning, Joe Lampton. Glad Lampen. to be here. Glad to be here. Can you hear me? Yes, Joe. Very well. Good, good. Thank you for doing this, Joe. I remember it was around Christmas when uh, Alex reached out to me and he said, uh, hey, do you want to have Joe Lampton on the show? And I said, Joe Lampton? And I said, yeah. So do I want to yeah, get this guy on the show, man? <laughs> Glad you like my content. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Joe, I have to say sorry, man. I have to say, I have to start with an apology. Uh, look, you're a, a huge personality in Romania. I mean, it's it's not necessary to introduce you to the audience. Uh, I feel really bad. I'm planning to to visit Romania 
as soon as the whole uh, COVID stuff disappears, you know. And uh, nice. I, and I and I say, uh, I don't know why, but I had a, a bad image of Romania. I don't know why people here in Germany. I mean, Alex will vouch for that maybe. Uh, always tell like bad things about Romania. Alex, uh, do, do, yeah, do you have yeah, the no same why. image? Yes, absolutely. Um, for some reason, people think Romania is some some sort of gypsy country. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah, I think yeah. this is very because much of, because of like in the nineties when the communist was over, like a lot of thieves from Romania went to the west. You know, especially Germany It was like a thing in for Romanians mm -hmm. to to go and steal from the west. You know, so like all the scumbags in Romania. Like very impressed that in the West people had money, but they were like uh, stupid, and like it was easier to steal from there and come in Romania and spend the money, you know. Mm -hmm. And also after that, all the low IQs and idiots went like slaves working <laughs> in Germany and other countries. <laughs> so like the quality of Romanians in, G in Germany is like very low. Like <laughs> the Romanians that go abroad can't like become rich here, you know like they do all the shitty jobs in western europe so it's like got uh, people who do shitty jobs and like the thieves and pimps and things like this you know and another thing is like all the prostitutes from romania with their pimps like who do like street pimping are also in germany hmm. so like so like probably all the prostitutes in, in germany are romanian <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny yeah, joe uh actually Uh, Alex, you can you can try it out if you want right now. Actually, if you Google Bucharest, which is actually it's tragic, but if you Google Bucharest in Germany, Google, the first thing that comes up is, and I quote, Bucharest is ugly, loud and dusty. You know, like it's some kind of shithole, uh, third world country. And Joe, I gotta say, it was actually mostly your stories and your like pictures on the social media and on the Twitter and stuff, which made me realize, man, This is a fucking beautiful country. I want to go there and drive on the roads there. Yeah, yeah. There's beautiful roads like um, the guys from Top Gear said the road from Romania called Transfagarashan is like the best road in uh, Europe. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, like they did the show and like went with Ferraris and everything. It's like a very nice road. There's like nice places in Romania, but like mostly to enjoy Romania, you have to know somebody there, you know? Because mm -hmm. if like a random guy comes here, he won't get like the best tables in the clubs and like all the night. Like, like the the foreigners in Romania who do it the best are like the Tate brothers. They like run Romania. They do everything they want because they have a strong reputation here. But usually, like for a good vacation, like maybe it's a, it's a better option to, to go somewhere like I don't know in other cities because like. Here, is it's okay if you're Romanian and if you have money or like if you're if you're a foreigner and you have friends. But yeah, the places are nice, like the views, the mountains, the seaside, are nice places. Mm -hmm. What what would you recommend, Joe? Uh, when I come to Romania, uh, of course I'm gonna say hello to you. What is what is? Uh, give me a secret gem yeah. in Romania. Give me something only an insider like you knows. What what's the what's the place to be when I'm in Romania? Like the, there's multiple places, the mountains and like the seaside. But like I think the summer is the best time to come. You know, mm -hmm. 
Like maybe rent a car, drive through the mountains, that road I was talking about, and like go to the seaside. It's a place called Mamaya. Now a lot of uh, foreigners come in uh, summertime and party there because it's like the new Ibiza, Ibiza you know? Mm-hmm. It's something, it's like the nightlife is very good for Europe. Well, like uh... I recommend you come like when it's warm outside in Transylvania and also to the seaside. Well, Joe, I'm yeah, gonna... I guess there's yeah, Alex. Sorry. I guess there's some other nice, nice views you can have there because I've been told yeah, that like if, if you guys message me, if you, yeah, yeah, and if you guys message me, I'll show you like I'll send you pictures of every nice place in Romania because actually this year was my first year when I started heavily visiting all the nice places in Romania. This year I well, I stopped working like my webcam business is automated. Like I have a CEO, my cousin at my company, so like I had a lot of free time and I went like in all the nice places. Mm. And another reason for me doing this is like the clubs were uh, closed because of COVID and I was like, okay, I'll just go in every part of Romania, I'll rent like the nicest Airbnb, stay there for like one week, three days, one weekend, you know, and I, I went all over the place. Yeah, I saw your recent video where you just were throwing a big party regardless of COVID and all of that bullshit. Yeah, I really yeah. Enjoyed that. Yeah, I did that also, yeah. Actually, I threw two parties. Like, one, I went to a party in the mountains. It was Andrew Tate's birthday. Like, it was, uh, like, five guys and 40 girls. And <laughs> then, in New Year's Eve, I tried to replicate the same concept for myself. It was... It was like five guys and 20 girls, something like this. Also in the mountains. It was nice. But besides partying, I also went like a tourist and visited all the nice places, nature, mountain, everything, you know, this this year. Hey, Joe, you yeah, ever, so you're you... basically a free man, right? Yeah, yeah. Freedom is the nicest thing. Joe, yeah, so what Joe, I'm, yeah. Um, Alex, you, you talk, you talk. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's no, but okay. I'm, I'm like very interested in uh, how you manage all of this, how your, your freedom came about, how you did it all. So like, um, a few years I've been very focused on working, and in, uh, in Romania to make money on webcam, you have to, to like uh, focus on the night shift because most of the money uh, comes from americans so like the most money is from in the night shift so like i worked wednesday sunday i stayed in the studio because when i went away or when i tried to put somebody like staff to stay with the girls there was always something came up the girls got uh, into arguments one with another and like it was better for my money to be there but uh, after that, after I met Tate, he gave me some advice because he was more experienced in the webcam industry. Like his advice, I managed to scale it and like focus on less models, but like make more money. So like I was like free to not go to work. So now I'm just managing it from home, you know, and I talk with my cousin and I also make more money from it. But like a few years, I've been in the trenches, been very focused on 
webcam and I've been like in the studio every day. That's an important thing people always tend to forget. And it's also something I was reminded of when, when I watched Scarface that people always only see your life now, you know, all the girls and the cars and the money, but they sort of tend to forget that there was some period of time where you really had to work hard to get there. They just think you got lucky overnight and that's like never the case. Yeah, it's hard to be efficient in your methods if you don't initially work hard. So like, I think most of the time, first you work hard and then through trial and error, you learn from your mistakes. Maybe you get some mentors and you become very efficient with your energy and like you can invest little time and get bigger results. But like in the beginning, it's a lot of work, a lot of useless work maybe, but like you need it in the beginning, you don't have that much information, that much experience. You have to be there in any business, maybe. Yeah, definitely. That's something I noticed as well. You, you pretty much, I like to say, fail forward. You have to like make mistakes and understand why they came about and what it, what you learn from it, and then you will be better. Yeah. <laughs> the longer you do it. Yeah, I remember talking in 2019, like uh, you know that guy from Twitter. AJ Cortez, he's very big on yeah. fitness and like he has a big following on Twitter. He has like 100K. So like he was saying, he had to be like in the gym every day training clients for 10 years. And after that, he became very efficient with his, with his methods. He started his online business. But like he needed those, those 10 years. For him, it was 10 years of staying in the gym and training clients there. And after that, he created a following. And even when he created his following on Twitter, it was like, bro, in the beginning, I was like tweeting 100 times a day. So like... It's, a, it's the same process, it's, a, it's the same concept, like in everything, when you start, you have to put in more work when you're new to a business. Yeah, I think Twitter is actually a great metaphor there, or a great example, because I noticed myself, um, when you are at 200 followers or 500 or whatever, you really have to tweet a lot to actually get noticed. And once you like yeah. reach the 10K or something like that, it's usually not that difficult. You can just tweet something and someone will retweet it anyway. So it becomes easier at the top, which is generally uh, a trick yes. in life. Yeah, that's true. Uh, guys, allow me uh, shortly to intervene. Uh, when it comes to tweeting, uh, Joe, uh, I got a question for you. Because if I start at the beginning for me with, uh, with, with you or, or my story or how I found you, uh, there has been many tweets from you, but there was like one tweet that really stuck out to me. And uh, it starts with, you must be able to calm your mind instantly. And you, then you, you tell a little bit more. And that's the tweet where you end with, uh, be a smooth criminal. And that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's uh, I believe that's my favorite tweet for you. You, you uh, probably tweeted it in February last uh, year. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know the tweet. So uh, when I wrote that, I was thinking like, like the most lethal guys I know don't, overestimate every situation don't like don't, aren't emotional you know mm -hmm. so like you have to be able to calm your mind in every in every scenario like if you make a lot of money one day you know like i had days when i made like i don't know 10k 20k maybe you know mm -hmm. but I, I i was like i wasn't like overly excited like jerking off oh i made money you know i was like okay <laughs> And it's the same mentality when something bad happens. Right. 
and you see it all the time, like guy does something wrong, like cheats on his girl and the girl finds out. Like he's like devastated, cries, uh, can't focus, can't train, you know? So you have to be like um, neutral in everything. Like if you're happy, don't overestimate it. If you're sad, like be normal. This is my, my style, for example. Yeah, that's what you wrote. You wrote and both I have extremes. A, like can, I, I yeah. Thought, yeah, and I, I thought about this one morning, uh, like I think three years ago, like my cousin had the, a key from my house. So like I worked in on the night shift. So like it was like t 10 a.m. I usually slept at that hour. Like my cousin entered my room, was with the bitch in the bed sleeping. And he was like, bro, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Like I wake up and he's like, bro, we don't have any more models. <laughs> like somebody from our staff stole all the models and like opened her own studio. And now we are, we don't have no model. He, he was like very panicked and very shocked about the situation because it was like, uh, they plotted without us knowing it. And like the, all the girls went away and like, we had a lot of girls and we were making a lot of money in that time period. So I was like very calm and like, I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep when I wake up, we'll formulate a plan, we'll get the studio filled with girls, we'll create a marketing plan and everything is okay. Like from that situation where, where, where in my heart, I was like stressed out because it was the possibility for me to lose everything. But I was, I remained calm and like, I figured, I figured everything out and in the end, it was like very good. The outcome was very good. Joe, I think yeah. I think that's also the mark of a leader, really, to be calm in any sort of situation that ever comes comes about. Be it good or bad, you just have to keep your composure and proceed with, with whatever you need to do. Even if it might be you lose everything and then you need to start again. That's just how it is. Yeah, and also I think from a young age I've had people around me who depended on me you know like my parents depend on me my friends depend on me i can't afford myself to be stupid and to be emotional and to be stressed out because everyone relies on me like i became very calm and very effective when something bad happens i think about the solutions i don't think about oh, what if i did that and that no, I try to solve every problem, and I think it's the most the most little men are problem solvers. You know, it's like a good businessman, he solves every problem. That's why he's paid a lot. So I think it's very important to solve problems without being overly emotional and panicked and things like this. Joe, are you a very patient person? Yeah, I think so because, like, I understand the process. Even with the, let's say in the in the pimp game, let's call it like this. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of guys that are like, have the scammer mentality. Like, oh, I'll just meet a girl and I'll take all her money. And they have a lot of scammer ideas. The same with Twitter. Guys that are on Twitter, are like, oh, I want to make money from Twitter, and they start selling from the beginning, and they, nobody knows them. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in everything you have to develop that patience and like don't rush things. You have to you have to start with a plan in mind. Like to be very precise and strategic with your actions. 
the same in everything, even with dating. So like, I think yesterday I posted on my Twitter and on Instagram stories, the girl that tattooed my name, another girl that did this. So it happened like my friends were shocked because it happened kind of fast. Like I know her for like four, five weeks, I think. But I managed to do it because I was very effective in my meds. Like, there was a situation when I was like, okay, if you want to surprise me with something that shows me that you really love me, just do the tattoo. Like, you have to develop a good plan and to be patient. If you just meet a girl fucker and, oh, I want you to tattoo my name, be a loser. So you have to be patient. Yeah, Alex, that actually reminds me of the discussion I, I wanted to have, like, like briefly on the show, you know, like, uh, when, when uh, I'm just thinking about Tony Montana, you know, and uh, I always like to compare him to, like, for example, Vito Corleone from, from The Godfather. Yes. Like, you have, you have, like, um, Tony Montana, who is just brutal, and who has, like, yeah. uh, okay, he has a plan. Right, but he is very brutal, and he only rises up because of his brutality and his cold blood. On the other hand, we have Vito Corleone, who is like a chess player. He has a strategy and stuff, right? Yeah, like Vito Corleone was helping people because he knew in the future he might need them, and he was like mm -hmm. very good at maintaining relationships and like, yeah, very patient. Yeah, you're you're right, and I didn't think about this till now, but it's true. I didn't think about this comparison. Yeah, Joe, which one do you pick? Tony Montana or uh, Vito Corleone? <laughs> like, I like Scarface more, mm -hmm. I think. But like, uh, Vito Corleone's approach was definitely better. Because he, he was like a family guy. It was like something that lasted longer. Tony Montana was from bottom to here and then he died. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I like Vito's approach. Vito's life. Instead of Tony Montana's highs and lows and like crazy drug abuse and like exaggerating things, I'd rather be Vito. Yeah, I think Tony. I think Tony Montana was his biggest issue really was uh, taking his own drugs he was selling, because that yeah. made him yeah very unpredictable. No, and you know uh, <clears throat> if I think about it, like when you make when you make a lot of money and like when you're And you have the clout, a lot of like a lot of things appear in your universe that can distract you from your mission. Like it's very uh, easy for you to be stupid. But, like you have to be even more careful when you have the money and the looks and the nice place and the nice car, because there's a lot of girls that aren't the best decision a lot of idiot friends that you can have in your entourage i see it all the time the guys that are successful and attractive you have to be like strategic and i i i encounter things like this now in my life but i'm the kind of guy who's like okay i i don't even though i don't have nothing to do like i can just sit all day long and party i'm like no Today we're working. No, today we're training two times. Okay, let's let's take this bitch and take her home. No, now we stay guys and like we formulate a plan for next month. Like, even though you have the possibility to be crazy every day, you shouldn't do it. Like, 
with also with drugs because nowadays even in Romania people use drugs a lot. So I don't I don't like uh, drug users and I avoid girls that take drugs and things like this. It's a thing when you make some money that you should be careful for you to go to the next level because most guys are like they make the first chunk of money and they like spend it all and they're stupid and they start partying, you know? Like yeah. you have to be strategic. Mm. Yeah, I think many people don't understand that um, becoming rich or having a lot of money and things in abundance is actually more difficult than not having it. I mean, I know this sounds stupid yeah. and people might hate us for it, but there's a lot of, as you said, like um, things that can distract you and you lose everything because you party all the time or take drugs. So keeping your discipline becomes harder the more successful you are, actually. Yeah, it's true true because um you have a, you can do everything like let's say back in the day i was when i had no money i was like forced to be in the studio every day to make money to, to buy myself the apartment i dreamed of in the nice residential area or things like this or because i was like bro why go party when i don't have the latest designers and the things i really like like i need money i want these tattoos that are expensive i want design all the designer clothes i want very expensive apartment i want to drive the latest car i want to have like millionaire friends i need this stuff uh, these things but like right now i'm in the position where i can just party every day but like i'm very focused i just party when it's time to party you know i'm trying to exaggerate with nothing You, like you can find um, pleasure in working and you can find pleasure in creating memories but it has to be a balance between them there are guys who only work and, like they miss the memories they don't have enough bitches they don't have and um, they don't have an active social life not enough friends not enough influence and there are also guys who are like very hedonistic and like exaggerate with things and like take drugs and are idiots It's very hard to find the balance between those two, creating memories and creating a bright future. But I think this is the key for a complete life. <coughs> that was very deep, man. I like that because I think there's a heavy, a heavy truth to this. That um, because people, that's what I get a lot when they get on their journey trying to make money, become successful, whatever it is, they think of the. You know, the parties or sitting at the beach with the mojito in hand. And that's all you do all your life. But this will never make you happy, really. If you just party like yeah. every day for years. How does this even give you something? Even if yeah. you could do it, if you had enough money. But like, that's not something for me. For. I'll give you another example. I'm the kind of guy because I've sat in the trenches so many years. And like I've had a strong routine, like training all the time. Okay, working from that hour to that hour and like scheduling everything. Like, for example, in New Year's Eve, I was in the mountains for three days. So, like, I did the big party and brought all kind of bitches and, like, drank a lot. But, like, I was in the third day, I couldn't wait to get home and, like, start working, start training, start, you know. I can't just have, I feel bad myself if I'm not productive in that way, in working, in, you know. But, like, a lot of guys don't give a fuck. Like they don't have that urge to create 
new things. But I have the motivation to create new bragging rights, new things that I can brag with. I have a big ego, so I have to demonstrate every time. When new, I want to come with new things, new accomplishments. I know exactly what you mean, man. <laughs> yeah. You can't just sit on your laurels and enjoy what you did. You always need to do something, something fresh, something new, something better. That's that's a drive. Anymore, yeah, because people, like even the people around you, get accustomed to you. So like get used to you. And if you don't come with new things to shock everyone, be like they, you'll be forgotten. Like you, you always have to come with new things, new improvements. You know what I was thinking about? Uh, we are we were just talking about Scarface, and you know in Spain. Uh, the, the the movie is called uh, El Precio del Poder, which literally translates to uh, the price of power, which is a really good title nice. actually. So so uh, Joe, yeah. do you think uh, power comes always with a price? Mm, yes and no. Yeah, it definitely comes with a price because you have to sacrifice things, mm -hmm. like you have to be less stupid than others. Like you can do it. I think me personally, I do it in a way that, for example, if I had a boring ass business sitting with men in an office, I would feel like I wasted my youth. Mm -hmm. But like I did it in a way that I was always with bitches and I made my money with girls and like I had my fun. I also had my fun, but I also know that I'm growing every year. like of course i think there are people who are like partying and doing fun shit every day i'm not the kind of guy who, who does like genuine fun shit every day because right now for example it's like seven in the morning but i chose to stay up and do a podcast like all the nights i've worked on other things i had a bitch uh, at my house uh, yesterday and in the morning yesterday uh, morning when i woke, woke up i was like okay go home now i have work to do today Like you definitely have to sacrifice things and like practice your skills. For example, now I want to practice my English. Last year, a lot of people were like, okay, come to my podcast. But I was like afraid to express myself in English. But like this year, I practiced a lot. Like I talked with uh, a lot of War Room and Revenge guys. I did a lot of podcasts. Uh, I talked with a lot of people, like foreign people. So it's like a skill I want to practice because maybe in the future I have my own YouTube channel. So like I'm always trying to develop new skills. I was already good in writing, but now now I'm becoming good in speaking and expressing myself in this language. Hey Joe, let me tell you really quick. Uh, you know, I I believe you have uh, a real talent when it comes to that. It's very much like Tate, or uh, you of course know him, like Ivan Throne. You know, because whenever I read a message from you or from Tate or from Ivan, be it like on Twitter or on Telegram, you know what's uh, what's the case? I instantly recognize it's from you. You know, the classic Joe Lampton style. Yeah. You have a you have a very yeah. like unique language when you when you write. Uh, you always write this learn life and stuff. You know, uh, very few people have this. Yeah. What, what's what's the secret, man? Like from um. Like from uh, my youth, like my mom was an English teacher and like we mm -hmm. had, we didn't have money, but like my mom was very interested in reading. 
So like we had a lot of books in my house, like thousands of books. So it was obsessed for me to read a lot. Of course, bullshit, but like I read it. <laughs> and like after that, I, I developed a passion for words and reading and literature and things like this. So especially in Romanian, I was like and learning how to express myself, learning how to write well. And after that, I used it in different Can you and I also have to train them, <laughs> them to be convincing and do it by themselves. You know what's funny about I this? To, I have to because... develop this this uh, skill. Sorry. Yeah, because people always think that, um, you know, if they see some guys that run webcam studios or like literal pimps, that they are stupid. But really, there's a lot of knowledge and wisdom you, you need to have to keep your girls under control and to make them obsessed because I've actually read your book obsessed and I really enjoyed it. And I have noticed, especially in your writing as well, that this is this weird stigma. I guess people don't, yeah, they really don't like these kind of people, but you cannot be stupid if you want to be like pimp or have girls under control. You need to know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Like you can be stupid, but like for me, it was like, I was interested in being competent in different areas. Like, I, I liked to be competent from a gangster perspective, like with the bitches and fighting and looking tough. But I also wanted to be competent if I sat at the same table with intellectuals. Like, I wanted to develop from myself from every angle. It was very important for me. And it helps me even with girls because I have a competitive advantage. Most of the guys they interact with are attractive, have money, but don't have my way with words and make a guy love you. But I had to teach them. Imagine, imagine teaching and like teaching all these 19 year old girls from my studio throughout the years. Like, of course I teach them, I teach them the webcam part of things, but like, also the, the lifestyle, because to be a successful cam model, you have to live a clean life. Like I uh, taught them how to behave with men from real life, how to have their parents. And like, I was like a teacher, for, for, like a life coach for them. So like I had to develop the ability of expressing myself. Everyone knew what they had to do. Hey Joe, allow me to ask you, how long do you need for a tweet? How many drafts do you do you have? It's very impressive because I know English is not even your first language. So I don't even want to know your game in Romania. Yeah. You know, I don't even want to know how, how good you are in Romanian. Uh, are you like are you like typing in your phone blindly and just sending it to the world, not thinking much about it? Or do you have many drafts before you uh, put out a tweet? For example, like yeah, the tweet not, I said. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like um, writing in my notes some ideas mm -hmm. like my way of doing it is like I talk with my friends all day you know and like from the discussions we have I think of something I write the concept like in my phone and later when I'm in the car and like or I'm in on a restaurant board I just go for my notes 
like see there like i have a, i have a lot of notes a lot thousands of notes every time so like most of them are like what i have to do my plans and things like this but also like tweet ideas and i i because if i write a tweet is like helping me put my mind in order that's why i tweet you know mm -hmm. i don't tweet like for okay i have to tweet 20 times this day no i just like tells me understand myself better and understand what i want and what i think it, it helps me come to conclusions it helped me and maybe others but i don't stay on a tweet like a lot of one hour i just see the concept write the tweet and send it i don't like to overthink okay uh, Alex, I'm, I'm interested uh, in your take because uh, you're also just like Joe, you, you have, uh, you're very successful on Twitter and uh, I mean it's interesting because you also, uh, you have also written a book, you even have uh, written a novel, so, 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 so what about you, is there a difference between writing a tweet and writing a book? Uh, both of you can answer now. Um, yes, I think so, because on Twitter, well actually Twitter is actually a great way to learn writing because you have to make your thoughts concise you only have 280 characters so yeah you have to be, exactly yeah. yeah you have to really get the point across and not using much or many words so that really helps you to become a better writer i think which has also helped me uh, writing better in my books but yeah my, my approach is pretty similar to joe's here i have just notes and ideas everywhere about things i want to tweet or talk about really and some i don't tweet out because they don't fit with like my brand or it's i know it's gonna be bad energy if i tweet it like some political stuff but most of it when i think about writing it i really also don't overthink it and i think this is a very important part obviously i look for like um, typos or something and if it makes sense what i'm writing but i'm not trying to be absolutely perfect with every tweet because i think that takes away the or fantasy of it. Yeah, Alex is right because when you write, let's say, a book or an article, and you have the subject in your mind, it's easier to express yourself in a lot of words. But like with Twitter, as Alex said, you have to be very concise. Like the people, the like the person who reads it has to understand the conclusion and. 280 characters so it's hard to put a, a smart conclusion in one tweet but it also helps you if you manage to do it it helps you understand yourself and understand what you believe about a certain subject yeah i like what you said about that it, it really helps you like um structure your own thoughts if you tweet because i've Seen a lot of guys who are successful on Twitter, they, they all say they really just tweet for themselves. They really just do it to keep their own thoughts together and to remind themselves about these things. And it's the same I do. I really just tweet to remind myself about these truths I learned and to keep them in my mind. And the benefit and bonus, obviously, is that other people like it as well. Well, Joe and Alex, uh, are you guys afraid of getting censored on Twitter? I mean, if the president of the USA can be banned. Yeah, uh, and that's why I have like my Telegram channel 
that's why I have uh, my email list because it's easier to like express myself there. Like I became like comfortable with being censored, and I think if you want to prosper in 2021, you have to censor yourself a bit. You can't just be an idiot and like have extremist thoughts. You know, it it's not efficient to be like this. Like it, it's better if you try to avoid certain subjects. Yeah, I would agree with Joe there because I actually have been banned in the past. I think two times, well, not completely, but just like a twenty-four hour ban or something. Um, about tweets or over tweets and now personally i don't mind like losing my twitter account because i'm not very like bound to it this is the first impression i had in my mind but on the second thought i was like yeah of course i don't lose much of it but the people who get my message lose a lot of it and the people i've helped with that so if I want to keep doing that, then I have some sort of responsibility to keep my Twitter account alive and keep it like working. So there is some, it has, I guess there's some self-censoring, but for me, it's not crazy. Like, because I avoid these political topics as much as possible, except for making some memes or jokes about it. That's funny. And everything else I talk about is considered sexist anyway. So, um, <laughs> I mean, that's that's how to censor yourself there. So I don't do it like with everything, but uh, in some topics, especially the political one where Twitter is very crazy, uh, I don't talk too much about it. Or at least I censor myself. Uh, how do you guys deal with uh, haters on Twitter? I'm 100% sure you guys get like uh, hate messages a lot. Yeah, I don't. I no? just ignore it. <laughs> Yeah, like I become, I became very comfortable with haters, especially because I had like some viral tweets. <laughs> I had a tweet like viral on Twitter and like on Instagram, even on TikTok. It was like something about ask I ask a question: If somebody raped your wife, would you break up with her with no remorse or just uh, with her? And like I had a lot of comments. From guys like from the manosphere who was like, who were like, oh, she's damaged goods, and like, because of this, a lot of people retweeted it. Oh, you're so how to ask this question? Of course, you have to remain with her, and mm. it was a, a a big discussion. And from this this tweet alone, I had like hundreds and hundreds of feminists, and but like I don't give a fuck because first hand like. People from Romania, like from my reality, aren't on Twitter. Romanians don't use Twitter. Like, it's like just people from the internet. So, like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care about the people I respect and I know in real life. I care about their opinion. Yeah, I guess you get a lot of comments about uh, being sexist or something because you're, you're dealing with women is very uh, opposite to what society deals correct or deems correct. And... Um, which is yeah. the same thing I get a lot. But uh, what do you think about this, um, about this whole like woke feminism thing? I think this is like we have to accept that this is the reality, and if you're strong and if you're in, you reach the top 
1%. You can create your own small universe and small world where you can implement all the crazy shit you think about. So like in my universe, I do what the fuck I want. I say a lot of sexist shit. I do a lot of crazy things. Now I deal with censorship on Instagram because I posted a lot of crazy stories this year with girls tying up my shoes and girls with bruises and crazy things like this. But like in my universe, I do what the fuck I want. And it's hard for me to be destroyed because I don't rely on a job or, you know, I'm not yeah. the guy who's like, oh, if my employer sees what I think, uh, it would be bad. So like, I, I don't give a fuck. And like Romania is like more right wing, not so much censorship like in America, you know? Yeah, so you pretty much created your own reality. And this is exactly where the freedom comes from. Yeah, this like is, I, I created yeah. my own reality and I normalized the ideas, my ideas like that for others are extreme. Yeah, but I think this is important because people, especially men these days, they cannot fathom that there are, that you can create your own reality, especially around women, that you can have uh, women that are totally obsessed with you and utterly in love with you. They just cannot believe this exists at all and then they see you who manages it manages all of that easily and i think this is great yeah it is great but it, it's hard to implement and it requires a lot of work and like a lot of credibility from you but it can be done if you really want it yeah i think that's true for everything though if you really want something yeah. uh like to achieve or in your life then there is a lot of work involved it doesn't matter if it's money or women or fame success whatever it is there's always a lot yeah. of work involved and a lot of shit you have to go through really before it actually works out and i think that's a very important lesson there but i think i just love um that you display this because it, it shows people what is possible if you put the work in yeah of course like If you have enough strength, you can create a reality where you're, you, like I said before, you normalize ideas that in real world are extreme. Like in my world, I can treat females the way I like and like make fun of them and like put them, make tattoos of my name and cheat and do all the, a lot of crazy shit that most people can do, but like in my universe, they're normal. I create like in my entourage everyone believes in the, these ideas and like when a new girl let's say comes here in my house or like with my friend we all push the same agenda so it becomes easy now yeah. it's easy that this is definitely one thing i wanted to address here because recently i've retweeted one of your tweets i think it said um, how to get a girl from instagram into your bed or something like that i don't know yes some sort of guide yeah and um, someone approached me and said that this would promote promiscuity and this is bad and the funny thing is this because as i always say life is much more nuanced than twitter and i think your message and especially like how to have girls being obsessed with you really only applies to very like the the apex man the one percent really most guys can never pull this off And this is where I think that the, like promoting this isn't really bad because it doesn't really apply to most men. And most men are just totally 
fine with that one woman they have, and it's okay. So I think this is very important here to make this distinguish, uh, to discern this, that there aren't just multiple realities people live in, men live in, and if someone posts a message online, it doesn't necessarily have has to apply to you or ruin society at all. I think people need to understand yeah, that like, there's a very big like... difference. If you want, even if your goal as a man is to get married, you have to be a player because you have to meet a lot of women to make the right choice. If you just settle with the first woman you fuck, or like if you didn't fuck enough enough girls, you probably find a bad wife. But if you're experienced and you're a player in the beginning, you can spot good girls much easier. A lot of guys, a lot of conservative guys from Twitter, for example or family guys, they just settled for random girl that gave them pussy. It's better to be, like I see this at the Tate's brother, Tate brothers because they live like 15 minutes from me, like we see each other a lot. Like they have a lot of good girls around them. And that's the, the reason is they had a lot of girls and they know who's a good girl and who's not. They know how to pick them and how to train them like they're they each have multiple loyal females around them. If you develop some, like the playboy tenacity, it's easier for you as a man, even if your goal is to be married. Yes, I think this is very important because men think just because you're married, you're just done. You don't have to take care of her anymore and she's just around all the time and it's fine. But it's totally not the case. You will have to game your wife or your girlfriend like all your life. Otherwise, you will either lose her or she will ruin your life. And it's very important. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, yeah, that you understand that it's just the nature of women and that if you are that kind of guy who understands it and how, how they operate, then you can have a lot of fun with them and enjoy their company instead of being miserable or bitter towards them for how they are. And I, I, and I think if you develop enough game and you have a good strategy... You can also be, have a wife and other girls. Honest, I don't think a man who has options can really stay with one woman 20 years because he'll get bored. Like, there's different situations in life. For example, if you want to sleep and, like, eat something and work, of course it's better with your wife. You don't feel the pressure of getting drunk, being fun, fucking her. But, like, if it's... If you live like a fun life and you go to the club every weekend, going with your wife won't make you that excited. You're more excited if you know, if you know like on Saturday I'm going to the club. Okay, I have that call coming and that call. Like you're more excited. Like you, you have. For me, I want both. I want girls that love me and I can just sit on my laptop and work and like have them bring me coffee and give me a massage. You know, like going to bed early and just sleeping don't give me a fuck and like i also like gaming new girls and like feeling that excitement because i know that when i'll be like 50 some of the things i do like most of the things i do now i won't do i like for example living with my friends every day and training in the house and sparring doing like 10 rounds of sparring per day i won't be able to do this when i'm 50 i won't be able to find girls that are generally attracted to me when I'm 50. I, uh, when I'm 50, probably I'll fuck bitches, but I'll be, they'll fuck me for my status or my money. 
So like, why waste these years? I can be a CEO of a big company at 50, but I can't have 19 year, 19 year olds be generally attracted to me, you know? So I understand the perspective that you need the wife, but I think if you want a, com a complete uh, spectrum of emotions in your dating life, you also need new girls. That, that also reminded me of Scarface, actually, because I think in the scene, uh, in the movie, at some point he um, was talking to his wife, I forgot his name, uh, her name, that he wanted to have kids. And this is also th something I think people get totally wrong about most men who are good with women. They still want to, to leave a legacy at some point. So here's the question. Do you want to have kids yeah. at some point? Yeah, of course. Yeah, right, because... You just want to yeah. to build an empire to to raise someone to be a mentor to like yeah a kid. I want kids but like I want it in like my vision is I want to have kids with multiple girls and like don't I don't want to be like a classic father that like stays with the kids when they're little I want to get involved when they're bigger more involved like I believe that the kid doesn't need the father every day like the mother can do basic shit like change diapers and you know. Like he needs the father later in life, not every day. Like the yeah, father actually, has to create the game plan and the mother has to implement it. This is my Yeah, belief. I think this is the, the traditional way like uh, humans have lived for most of the time. And I actually agree yeah. with that. Because if I have a family, I, won't, I don't want to sacrifice my life and my money-making abilities and like the bitches I want to fuck staying with the kid that like two years old when it doesn't matter like i don't believe he won't even remember it no two years old like i have kids with girls that respect me i can raise him and i'll be there like once a week see the kid pay for everything and like then focus on the important things he'd rather have a father at 20 that he's proud about than a me staying with the family every day and like micromanaging every bullshit situation, you know? Yeah, I also But think... Of course, it's easy for me to talk because I don't have kids now. Maybe then my opinions will change. We'll see. And right now, this is how I see everything regarding kids and families. Yeah, I think the important part is definitely that you as a man stay happy with what you do. Because if you yeah. are with the kid all the time, but you're resentful and hateful in yourself, that doesn't help the kid at all. So um, you really have to look after you, what makes you happy. So the kid is actually happy in the end as well, because it has a happy father. Yeah, I think it, like uh, some parents uh, forget about themselves, and, like focus on the family too much. And like, you know, man, I've seen kids with G fathers that were hating their fathers. I've seen kids with loser fathers that were hating their fathers. Like, I believe a man, when he'll become a man, like, if you have a son, he'll love you, he'll understand you, like, but when he's a teenager, if you're a G, he'll hate you because you have other bitches and you have businesses and he'll be like, oh, my father doesn't want to uh, spend time with me, he's also, he's obsessed with making money. And if you're a loser, he'll be like, oh, my dad's a loser, I wish my dad was rich and successful, you know? So, like, kids are stupid anyway. 
you like you have to do what makes you happy uh, joe what do you think is the difference between a boy and a man you know we had a poster for christmas for red smoke and uh, on that poster it was written uh, we separate the man from the boys uh, was there a time in your life when someone or you said to yourself okay i'm not a boy anymore i'm now a man yeah it was uh, like i think this uh, was a situation when i was like 18 or 17 my dad had the brain surgery mm. like he almost died and i remember i i thought about the possibility that he'll die like i told my mother don't be stressed now while I'll be the man in the house, something like this. Mm -hmm. Like he managed to live, but he didn't work anymore. Now, like his life is okay, but he couldn't work anymore. And like from then on, I was very focused on making money for myself. Um, I was, I became more responsible, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that was the, the first moment when I felt this. Joe, are you more of a, a realistic guy? Do you believe in reality or are you maybe spiritual or religious or maybe even esoteric? No, I think I'm like, I believe in extreme realism. Mm -hmm. I believe you have to see every situation uh, as it is, even though it may hurt you. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people don't understand themselves, their qualities, their Either they overestimate what they can do or they underestimate, you know? Mm -hmm. I like to be I like to be a realist. I like to compare myself. Okay, what's my level of charisma with girls? What's my level of money compared to my the society I live in? Like because if you if you know <clears throat> if you understand the reality, you can hide your weaknesses and improve your strengths. For example, I know I'm um five foot nine and i know uh other guys that are six foot five are more uh, have an advantage in the dating scene but because i understand this let's say weakness i can be more charismatic take more risks be funnier post more on instagram so like i have more success than most very tall guys because i understood my weakness But other losers, like, oh, this doesn't matter. Oh, having money doesn't matter. Height doesn't matter. You know, they're like delusional. I'm not delusional. I know every weakness and every strength I have. Yeah, they, these people tell themselves comforting lies so they don't have to confront their own weaknesses. Yeah, or another thing. I know I have a big IQ. Having a big IQ uh, comes with the price of overthinking. Mm. So every time I try to think less and do more. Because my mind goes to, I remember when I started MMA, I was, you know, most guys who fight well, like very dumb. You know why? Because dumb guys don't think about the consequences. They just do it. They're like, okay, let's fight. Don't give a fuck about injuries. Don't give a fuck about nothing. I was the kind of guy in the beginning, somebody hit me, I go on the internet. Oh, brain damage. You know, <laughs> bullshit ideas you know and now i'm like okay i'm because i'm smart i'm overthinking don't overthink and i just stop my thinking and just do it you have to know that every uh, strength you have comes with some weaknesses and you have weaknesses that you can like for example another example is guys that are um, naturally gifted like are handsome don't work that much 
because they're accustomed from a young age to have success with girls. Like if you're an uglier guy, but you improve yourself in other areas of life, you can dethrone those guys. You have to be aware and a realist. Understand your situation and your genetics and your advantages. Yeah, I think you just Most have to be... Most people don't do it well. Yes, I think you just have to be very honest with yourself, really, which is what most people don't do. They tell themselves lies about themselves or reality. Try to, as you said, they say, you don't need so much money and all of these kind of lies, but it's all bullshit. And if you're being honest with yourself, then you will discover what you can actually change to become better. And this is something you do very well, and I, I enjoy that. I think one of my most important skill is like my ability to analyze my surroundings like from a young age i was analyzing what happened and i like i understood who are the players in my city for example i understood who are the mafia guys i understood who are the smartest guys the businessmen like i analyzed everything from everyone like i took the best parts them Like, I'll always compare myself with, you know, they're, like, people are very stupid, like, and they, I see some men that are obsessed about making money, you know, they think about, they think if they make the most money, they, ha they have the most girls. <laughs> I have, like, I have friends from every direction of life. Like, I have some friends, like, drug addicts, and, like, they're extremely stupid, but funny. So, like, I know a lot of funny guys fuck more than millionaires like i'm even though i'm richer and more successful than those stupid guys i understand their power to be funny i'm trying to get funnier the same i'm trying to get more money i'm trying to be better at everything because i'm more successful than most people that doesn't mean they don't have qualities that i don't have like i'm very don't like i'm very careful to analyze everyone what they do good what they do good, what they do bad uh, joe do you lose your openness or did you lose your openness when you get older what i mean is uh, of course when you are a child uh, everything is exciting and you try out uh, many new things right so uh, yeah. do you do you still do you still have like new ideas do you still uh, change some of your uh, strategies or Are you already like, uh, okay, I'm wise now and I'm more stubborn to the world. I have like my clear path. Uh, how did that change? No, I'm trying to constantly create new challenges. Mm -hmm. For example, in 2021, I have a project I'm trying to develop. I want to create a revenge house. So I have a revenge group that has like 200 people. And like, I want to create a house where I'll bring like five guys maximum and we'll just live together in a big flashy mansion in Bucharest. Like, I think it's a bold project because I get guys like very, who are very successful making money online. And like, we'll do like, we'll train together. We'll the bitches will amplify our power, you know? So like, it's like a project that nobody did, or I don't know if they, I didn't heard nobody did, uh, that did it successfully. Like, it's something that uh, I think is challenging. And I also want this year or next year to get on a TV show in Romania and, like, get really famous here. So I, I have plans and that 
excite me ahead of me. It's very interesting. Uh, you said TV show, like reality TV or like TV interview? Reality TV. Okay, okay. But I believe Tate like did some this stupid, in, in, some in England. Stupid... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to go on this on a stupid show. <laughs> and to be more stupid. I think I'm smart enough. Now I have to be funny mm. and go mainstream and be stupid. I think this is the, the next move I'll do in Romania. Yeah, this will amplify your Instagram and stuff for sure. Yeah, I am. Of course. Joe, uh, a little bit off topic, but uh, I really want to know, what's your view on this whole red pill and manosphere stuff? Bro, I, even though I think I'm more successful in with girls and I made a lot of money with girls, mm -hmm. I really like uh, Rolo and the guys from the manosphere. Like, I've watched podcasts, mm -hmm. I've read their articles. I think they give a good uh, theoretical angle. To everything mm. like a lot of the things I've did after I've read Rollo for example I could explain it you know for myself like, for example I'll tell you a word contextual alpha I never thought about this situation in this way because I had a lot of like I always date like younger girls and I Every time I date a girl who's like trying to become a lawyer or a doctor, she's telling me like, oh, I have my first job and like my boss is hitting up on me, like things like this. And now I understand, oh, so so her boss is like a dork in real life, but because in his office he's the contextual alpha, he's trying to smash all the young pussy, you know? Mm -hmm. Like now I understand social things that, that happen in society through Rolo's lens. And it makes me more like I have, I feel I have more knowledge and I can explain it to others better through Ronald's work, like through my experiences, but with his words. Or like the concept of, like I had a girlfriend whose father was like the biggest mafia guy in Bucharest. So her father died and her mom was uh, like married the uh, like a loser, you know, something like this. And like, she always thought about her first, first husband. He, she couldn't like, uh, forget him. And like reading Rolo, I heard about the concept of alpha widow. So like, because she was like really, really impacted by that alpha, the woman couldn't get by, you know, couldn't like, uh, recover. Mm -hmm. Like, there are very important concepts that Rolo discovered and talked about that I see in my life. Yeah, Alex, I believe we have a similar uh, view on that, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously what Rolo teaches uh, in his books is helpful for many men. Um, definitely, I think it helped me a lot as well. Um, it's just, uh, something people end up or men end up quickly is this, this bitterness that might come from it. If you dive into the dark side of understanding how women really work and then you get bitter. And this is something where I am, I'm always a bit confused about these guys, you know, who are like religious zealots of Rollo and they never get past the stage, for example. 
I think Joe, you would agree that. I think you also said this in the past a lot that being funny is a very important part of being good with women. And yeah, uh, that's something I don't see in these, these red pill and menosphere topics these days. They are all very, very serious. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. They're very serious and they analyze situations very good, but they don't come with the solutions. No. Yes. Yeah. That's important. They don't come because they're older. They have wives and they, you know, but they're good at talking about it. And I like the concepts and the words they use because some of, like I told you before, some of the concepts, I see it in my life, but I couldn't explain it to myself before reading, let's say the rational mail or blogs and listening to their podcast. Yeah, I do this as well. I mean, uh, personally, I use the, the burden of performance a lot in my, uh, teaching yeah yeah another good concept yeah, yeah which another is something uh, i don't know if i think rollo said it initially and yeah totally agree uh, he is or what he teaches and the red pill itself is a very important stage in a man's life to unplug and uh, it, it it helps a lot of men and what i'm just always a bit confused about is how people never get past the stage and finally become funny and, and another thing another thing I think uh, Rolo to uh, talked about it, like the epiphany phase, like w men and women age differently. So like I had the girl, I was in a relationship with the girl. So like broke up when we both were like 25, we were the same age. So like we had different objectives. A woman at 25, she's like trying to be, like, she's very serious. She's already uh, mature, probably wants a uh, wants kids, wants a marriage, but the man at 25 is starting his life, you know? So like men and women have different agendas. That's why it's better if a man is with a younger woman. And I see it all the time, like a man and a woman, the same age. And like the man thinks about, I don't know, having fun and fucking other bitches and the woman, no, 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 let's have a kid, you know? You have to understand, Rolo helps you understand the game, okay, the woman, or like, I see situations where a loser, beta, a beta with money, gets a hot girl, and like, he has to understand why is this hot girl attracted to him, and things like this, you know, like, beta providers, alphas, all these concepts are important if you understand it, you, you see the chessboard differently. Uh, hold on, my, my mic just crashed. Can you hear me, guys? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. All right, perfect. <laughs> was confused for a second there. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, I just wanted to add to that that I totally agree. It's It helps you understand reality better, obviously. And that's why I always said that the red pill is a very important stage in a man's life. And especially these days when people are all men rather are raised like like women pretty much and by a lot of women then understanding it how it really works is very very helpful and then going beyond and understanding that not everything revolves around it and that there is uh, another life 
past that way you can have a lot of fun with women and enjoy female company instead of just trying to be controlling all the time that is a very important step i think uh joe one question uh to you uh, since we talk about red pill and reality and stuff uh joe do you think people are what they are you know some say uh we, we talked about kids uh for a little bit some say yeah. kids some say kids are like a blank slate like a blank page do you believe that or do you think like kids are already what they are when they are born like for example when i see little girls some of them are like or oh, this is gonna be like a princess character or this is gonna be a, a kind character you know so they are already what they are what, what do you believe i think yeah you're predisposed from your birth to for certain things but like you can also mold yourself your experiences for your education you know mm -hmm. you're not predisposed to be the funniest guy but you can develop charisma if you really want it or you're not predisposed to be like the greatest fighter but you can learn fighting because you understand it's important mm -hmm. but it's a mix between your genetics and like your the work you put in Uh, Alex, what's your take on that? Yeah, I was just gonna say I agree. There are some. I think some certain traits are genetic. I think personally, I think we don't even understand ourselves closely well enough to to really make an assessment. But I think that some some kids have some certain traits when they are born, or which develop later. But most of it still is dependent on your environment. So even if you have some traits, they can be like never surface because you are not grown up. Uh, you don't you didn't grow up in this environment, so they never came to the surface. And some are built through your environment. And I think the princess type, for example, there is some some sort of basic genetic blueprint that <laughs> uh, has this. But you can either like make it stronger through how you uh, raise her or you can get it out a little bit and make her a decent decent girl i think it's really much dependent on the parents mm. yes and no man because you can raise like i like i like Tate's uh, take on girls for example like if you have a girl even if you neglect her or you raise her extremely well She'll still fuck a guy and like she'll have kids for that guy and she'll take his name, you know? Like, I think the best strategy is trying to have a lot of kids and like have boys too because boys and create your legacy. But like, if you have a girl, she'll still like the, the same thing will happen. Even if you like, if I have a girl tomorrow. If I just leave her life or and like disappear or like raise her and explain everything about men, she'll still fuck an idiot her when she's 16 and suck his dick. And like the same things will happen. This is my opinion. So Joe, when we talk about the future, uh, are you bound to your hometown in Romania? Like, like you, you were obviously born in Romania, right? Uh, can you imagine or do yeah. you want to live somewhere else? 
No, bro, because I'm used to, like in Romania, you know what I don't like about Western Europe or mm. even America? Like, I see it all the time. Like, uh, a guy has, like, his parents are from one country, his mom is from another country, the grandpa, like, everything is so mixed. Mm. In Romania, everyone is Romanian. And what? Everyone is Romanian. <laughs> I like living in, like, in my culture. Of course, I like having connections all over the world. It's good for my ego and like for business and things like this. I like traveling, going to, a, I don't know, Dubai and having millionaire friends there. Like as a base, I like Bucharest for now. If Bucharest will become shit like Western Europe, maybe I'll go more east. Maybe I'll go Chechnya, where, I don't know, Kishino. But like for now, I see my future here in Bucharest. It's very important to have a home base where you stay most of the year and get a good reputation. It helps you a lot. For example, in Bucharest, there are places where I go and like everyone is like, okay, I'll boss here, like, like sucking my dick, you know? Mm. Like, I like it like this way. It helps me. I have more influence. I don't like people who are like living one month in one city, another month in another city, you know? It's like some dork shit, some nerd shit. I'm not mm. into this. I like it this way. Joe, you ever been to Germany? No, <laughs> I don't plan on going. <laughs> yeah, I don't they, want to go to just stay where you are. Believe me, you're you're uh, you'll be good. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like I see, I see some crazy shit. Like um, a lot. I I don't want to be like extremist, but like for example, Germany. Why the fuck are so many like Somali guys and like Muslims and Romanians? Like I wouldn't want to live if I were a German. Wouldn't want like. Romanian gypsies fucking my women and being there and like you know doing all the crazy shit. Like Romania is more is safer than Germany. Yeah, you know. If you like if you look at charts with crimes and things like this, Romania is safer than every country in Western Europe. And that's what I don't understand because uh, Alex, that's my question to you. Can you imagine why people here in Germany are saying this about Romania? Because actually the image of Romania is what you just described about Germany. So everyone in Germany thinks that Romania is like a shithole and uh, like uh, with crime and stuff. So that's, uh, I don't know why. I think because Germans tend to blind themselves to reality a lot. Uh, <laughs> they don't. They don't really accept the truth what germany has become these days and it's very liberal obviously and trying i think people here are still still to this day trying to undo what the nazis did and so you don't try to offend anyone or like affront anyone who isn't from germany so you just do everything to get it to be cool with everyone and i think this has limits now obviously yeah. I'm not saying you should kick everyone out, but some limits should be implemented. And yeah, but this image comes from. Yeah, and you yes, know what's funny? Like, like the trashiest Romanians actually are not in Romania. They're still in Germany and other countries. You know, <laughs> all the, you know, all, all the criminals are in Germany, and like taking the money from Germany and coming to Romania and spending it. Like from my, I, I don't live in my hometown. I live in the capital city in Bucharest. But like from my hometown. Every criminal has girls working in Germany. Like they buy even the cars from Germany and they, they live like most of the year in Germany. 
like the trashiest guys, like the most dangerous guys, go there and uh, come back with a lot of crazy stories about stealing and pimping bitches there, you know? Like, it's better for Romanians that the criminals are away. And when yeah, they think... come here, they just spend money. <laughs> Yeah, I think most Germans don't even know about this this fact. They uh, just tell themselves everything is fine and they know nothing about what really is happening and they don't want to know it, I think. Just some sort yeah. of comforting lie that this isn't happening at all. But the truth is sometimes very dark, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. Um, to, to answer your question, I don't know why, why Germans think that Romania is so bad because mm. I actually think it's a very, very beautiful and lovely country. Um, even though I've only seen it on videos, like from Tokyo, for example, and other pictures and um, videos. And, you know, well, Romanians really like Westerners. Like, uh, we're taught here for television and things like this to worship everything that's from the West, you know? And, like, regular Romanians, when they hear, oh, I'm from Germany, it's like even the president of Romania right now, he has like uh, his, his name is Klaus. <laughs> it's like German name, you know. <laughs> I think he has German roots or something like this. And like he was elected because people believe, oh, Germans are still get the job done. <laughs> like they suck in the dick, you know. <laughs> so like if you're from Germany, everyone is impressed. Oh, an American German. Everyone is impressed, you know. Oh, they're rich. You know what's funny? He's from Germany. He's smarter. You know, they're like this. They're very stupid. It's still yeah, in 2021. They were brainwashed. Or... They were brainwashed. Hmm. Like Romanians were brainwashed to with American movies and Western. Like people trying trying to make Romania very like uh, EU friendly and to embrace everything. So like if you say you're from Germany, people assume that you're the most serious person. <laughs> like you, the best professional. Yeah, that that's very. It's funny. like even a saying in Romania. German quality is like a, a really famous saying in Romania. Like if you, if there are people literally opening businesses and like the motto is German quality and like everyone, <laughs> oh, German quality. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that's especially funny because if you actually work in a company over here, you will quickly see that uh, not everything is as high quality as people <laughs> tell you. And, and like <laughs> the Romanian, yeah, yeah. And like the Romanian dream is to own a German car, like everyone. No, like here the dream isn't to like I don't know, have a Lambo. No, to have a Mercedes, Audi, or BMW are the like every kid dreams of this. Yeah, that's funny because everything, everything yeah, everything from Germany like is deemed as extraordinary. Yeah, but the I, best thing. Yeah, we are known for the cars. Definitely, they are um, yeah. exported all over the world. And yeah, I mean. They are great, but even those cars are still made with the same materials like everyone else does it. So I, I like the this thing that Germans apparently have this work, work ethic and everything is done perfectly and well. Yeah. I think it's an, a traditional like yeah, meme about us pretty much because it's while it's still true, I guess for some in comparison to some countries, it's definitely not what it used to be. That is my experience. But anyway, um, yeah, I think it's funny that <laughs> people are opening up uh, businesses with German quality over there. <laughs> That's some sort of yeah. 
some sort of marketing gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very good marketing angle. Yeah, so you said that um, Romanians really like the West or the Western yeah. idea and culture. And why is that? Because, yeah. uh, because it's very Romanians don't understand. Yeah, Romanians don't understand what liberal means. Oh. It's not a okay. thing. A Romanian, like everywhere on television, it's about the, the fact that uh, the salaries are bigger in Germany, for example. Everything is about the money. Because Romania is a poor country, like the medium wage is like five hundred dollars per month, something like this. You know, in Romania, it's like uh, there are really rich guys and poor guys. The middle class is just now building up. Mm. Like they suck dick, like oh, big salaries, oh, but they don't understand. Even the word liberal, if I tell it to, to Romanian, he doesn't understand what liberal means. He doesn't understand that. Germany, there are Somali guys and like Muslims, and it does. It's there are there aren't subjects that people talk about. Okay, there really the subjects that we talk about on Twitter and that we know people here don't think about. They're like blind money, money, money. Oh, salaries, Germany, quality. You know, they're like thinking on these terms. That's interesting because. What I like a lot about Romania is something Tate has mentioned as well is the the traditional viewpoint on like the gender yeah. roles and the, the religion I think is very uh, helpful because it keeps people in in morals and in, in like the traditional viewpoints how we should Yeah interact. but like now now through the influencers and through television they trying they're really trying to make it seem like if you're a traditional you're a loser and like You're a barbarian and like you have to be liberal they don't say the word liberal but like they promote the like the liberal values no oh so the poison is coming over yeah yeah they're slowly <laughs> trying to poison the romanian romanian romanian's mind but like frame it in a nice way frame it in a way that oh if you believe in god you're a barbarian you should be more open you should be more open-minded look the germans are The German mentality, the Western mentality, you have to be like this. Oh, it's normal to be gay. Oh, you know. Yeah. Oh, Joe, yeah, I, I, slowly, I, slowly yeah, but surely, they they're doing it. Joe, I gotta yeah, say, it's, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's like a big discussion because in Romania they're the most churches in Europe. You know, the most churches are in Romania, and they're like, oh, why do we invest so much in churches? Churches are shit. Uh, religion should shouldn't be about churches. It should be about spirituality. You know. All kind yeah. of bullshit things like this. Absolutely. Uh, Joe, what's your what's your take? Because uh, I really liked what you... I, I have read one of your latest emails. I think you, you sent the email yeah. yesterday or the day before where you wrote something about uh, they want you depressed. You know, like sad memes and sad songs and movies about yes. drug abuse. I really liked what you said there. What's what's your take on that? I yeah. mean, that's also like manipulation and and media and stuff, right? Like brainwashing. Yeah, like um, brainwashing really works. Like I, I even fucked a girl like two days ago. She had the tattoo here. It wrote Travis Scott. <laughs> like these girls are idiots, you know. Like they're trying to emulate <laughs> the celebrities and things like this. So like if a, uh, like, let's say you know the artist uh, XXX Tentacion. He's like a very popular rapper, he died and he was like oh, always depressed and always, you know, mm -hmm. and like people 
it becomes it normalizes being depressed it normal like i have a 15 year old cousin who was like oh i'm depressed and i was like why are you depressed oh my girlfriend uh, cheated on me and like i was like you didn't even fuck her oh but yes you know like bullshit things that it became it, be, it became normal to be depressed to say this word and if you your tongue is your future your tongue is your reality if you say depressed you really become depressed Back in the day, it wasn't even a thing. Now, even in Romania, a lot of concepts are brought from abroad, like the word bullying. When I was in school, I did bullying every day. And it wasn't even a word. The word bullying didn't exist. But now it's a word. They brought this word and, oh, you have to be, accept everyone. No, if he's fat, like if you're fat, you have to love yourself. You know, these Western concepts are slowly coming here. But now it's okay. Like there, there aren't many fat girls or things like this. But in the future, it will become it, it will become normal, like in the West, mm. to be fat culture, to be like oh, no, politically correct. Yeah, Alex, that's basically this uh, toxic masculinity stuff, right? So what used to be normal masculinity is now toxic, you know. But it's perfectly normal. Yeah, I always said that there is no toxic masculinity. It's really just masculinity. Uh, I mean, there's this stigma that being a man and doing things you you want to do, you have like a drive to do, make it whatever it might be, what you want to do, dominate people, rule, have free sums. I don't know what it is. And that's really just something some men want. It's not even all men. Some men just want to do that. And there is nothing toxic about that. It's just part of being masculine. I mean, you could also say that um, putting makeup on yourself is toxic femininity because you hide your true face or some shit like that. You know, that's not toxic. It's just part of being feminine. Much like doing these things we like doing is part of being masculine. And I gotta give credit, though, to whoever came up with this term because if you tell men that masculinity itself is toxic, mm -hmm. they try to suppress it as much as possible. And this works fantastically well, and you don't even have to do something other than t throwing this stupid term around all the time. So whoever did this, that was fantastic marketing for your liberal, woke <laughs> agenda. No, if you see it from a different angle, like, it's good that uh, people are brainwashed to be, like, men are brainwashed to be pussies because the masculine men have no competition, you know? So, like, it's easier a g right now because everyone is stupid <laughs> that's an angle i didn't thought about well joe that's basically your whole uh, business is built around men like these right yeah. bro of course yeah. yeah like you can benefit from this culture we live in you can benefit the fact that men jerk off at porn and web webcam models and things like this for society is bad like for certain people it's good so like you have to position yourself some in somewhere where you benefit from the bad things that happen yeah i mean there, there are multiple ways to uh, make like a living or to make um, an impact if you want to call it that because in the end you have to look after yourself and um, if you're gonna change 
society on your own that is up to you if you can do it and but using the the system that exists i don't think there's anything wrong with that i mean people say you pretty much are supporting that system of the weak sims but i don't think so i think they exist anyway if you do your cam webcam studios or not they will be around anyway and if you are not into trying to change them then that's totally up to you i don't think i don't understand why people are always so judgmental about that my point of view about this is like in my reality i like teaching all my friends and like even people on twitter through my ebooks and my tweets and everything i do how to not be sims and how to make girls sims okay <laughs> like I, I try i try to make like bro I, I when i see a girl like when a guy comes to me and says like some mean shit about a girl crying or doing some cruel uh, to a girl i'm very happy at the same time i'm really happy when one of my cam models convinces a guy to make a 50k loan or you know so like like man being scammed let's say it like this if it's in my benefit but in my universe i like men being masculine like i'm i'm attacking from every angle joe do you yeah, get it great. Yeah, yeah alex you talk first yeah sorry um because i always said that you you know a society cannot work if everyone is uh, the masculine alpha there always needs to be some sort of yeah. some sort of yeah, beta if you want yeah. to use that word otherwise the society just doesn't work because you would just fight each other all the time so there will always be kings and there will always be peasants and um now not everyone is the average person isn't a peasant obviously but you you get my point and it, there's always this this pretty much just the Pareto distribution. There will always be 80% and 20%. There's just nothing you can do about it. And the sooner you accept that, and that some people will just never succeed, you can decide for yourself that you are going to be in the 20% or in the 1% rather and be a great guy instead of being one of the others. Yeah. But that's your decision. Yeah. Oh, guys, so my, my computer will shut down. I'm like 1%. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah i think we are pretty finished yes. anyway right uh thanks for having me of course joe thank you for coming on man it's a great pleasure man it's yeah it was great talking to you for us awesome joe okay bro see you later absolutely bye bye, bye you, man thanks for coming on bye all right alex what do you say yeah um Great, great businessman, man. man. <laughs> I, I mean, I knew all of this before. Um, he, I really like what he's doing because he's one of these guys, pretty much like Tony Montana, who just goes after what he wants and what yeah. he needs and builds and creates his own reality. And I adore something like that because not everyone has the mental capacity to do that, mm -hmm. to really, like, virtually create your own reality. And I enjoy these sort of icons who do that. I know some people don't like what he does, as I said before, that he might promote even more Sims and all of that. But I think mm. life is way more nuanced than that, as I said before. Yeah, and I'm, I'm wondering if he gets a lot of hate for what he does. I'm actually pretty sure about this. Yeah, I think so too. I'm, I'm I mean, very, even yeah. I got hate for retweeting his tweet. So 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mad world, man. Yeah, it is. I'm glad I'm glad he came onto this, man. You know, sometimes you just realize you are uh, intellectually beneath someone. And yeah. and I fe- I felt that. Today I felt that totally. <laughs> yeah, it's funny he um that's something I wanted to say um but I forgot in the in the call mm-hmm. that his perception of or other people's perception of him rather is sometimes stupid. I have mm-hmm. noticed that people have literally told me why are you like retweeting something from this idiot? And I'm like, do you really think he's an idiot? I mean, how can you think that of a man who has achieved so much? You might not like what he does and that's totally fine. I mean, yeah. that's totally up to you. But calling him stupid it's the same when people call Trump stupid. You might really not like what he does, but he's definitely not a stupid man. He's very, very intelligent. And it's the same with Joe. Mm-hmm. He is way more intelligent than you think, uh, which is which his life is testament to it because he achieved a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, people really got to be more careful with throwing that stupid and idiot words around. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I, I think I learned a lot today. Oh yeah, and like uh, uh, th- th- there was so much of information right now. I'm, I-, I wanted to, I wanted to go to sleep now, but I believe I, I, I can't, I can't anymore, man. <laughs> I'm gonna rewatch or rehear all our podcast. Yeah, I have to for the timestamp. So, uh, okay, let's let's oh, yeah. re- let's rewatch together then. <laughs> let's 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 jerk off on our own voices, man. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> to build a bit more of our ego. <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> That's another funny thing he mentioned as well, because he yes. said a lot that he uh, likes building up his ego. And there's another big stigma in society around a man's ego, which I think is weird because the ego is really something that drives you forward. It's the motivator you need. Mm-hmm. And that's something that help, has helped me a lot. People always imagine you're just that, yeah, you're pretty much an asshole if you have an ego. But that's really not the case. You're just confident. Yeah. And you are confident in what you can do and what you will achieve. And someone said, I don't know who it was, but um, he said, confidence looks like arrogance from beneath. Mm-hmm. I like <laughs> Pretty that. savage, I think. But it's true, because if you are not at this position, then you think the person who is confident in his success and what he achieved in his ego, pretty much, is arrogant. But he actually has something to show for. And it's the same with Joe. His ego just doesn't doesn't just exist just cause. It is because he actually managed a lot of things in his mm-hmm. life. And that's an important distinction. Because there are people who have a big ego without achieving anything. Those guys obviously are not to be followed. But men like Joe, definitely. Yeah, I mean, he coined it. He coined it. It's, uh, it's not just empty words, you know. And I, yeah. I, I even believe he is able to swallow his ego from time to time. You know, we talked about self-censoring. Oh, yes. And there, there were, like, uh, moments in this stream, uh, you probably know which, which ones I'm talking about, where I would like to, you know, I would like to go deeper and I would like to talk, like, really open with him. Yes. I mean, we talked about Germany, we talked about girls and stuff. And, you know, there, there are some things you just can't talk about on YouTube, but I would like yes. to. Yes, you know, that's, I, know. Uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, and that just... Um, I mean, we also talked about the difference between Tony Montana and, for example, Vito Corleone or um, Al Capone, who is the, yeah. the, the, the actually the inspiration for Tony Montana. So uh, 
yeah, one of them is like ruthless and cold-blooded and uh, not really thinking about what he does. And on the other hand, we have Rito, who is like calculating and uh, strategic. And I, and I believe uh, Joe Lampton perfectly captures uh, the two sides of the coin, you know. Yeah, I think he said he uh, would... I don't quite remember or recall what he said exactly. I think he chose Vito Corleone in the end. I think right? he like I think he likes uh, Tony Montana, but he wants to be like Vito Corleone. That, that yeah, because yeah. yeah, I was thinking while he was said it that he is actually both. I think he, mm -hmm. as you said correctly, incorporates both of these uh, archetypes. Okay? Yes, uh, at least to some degree, and that's something because I think both of these characters are actually a great. Um, are very instructive to to men out there who are listening because you can be both of these persons mm -hmm. if you want to you can choose to be only either of them and you still be masculine and successful or you can be part of both right and that's something people don't get but what i have been teaching for a while now that you can totally be whoever you want to be it's really starts in your mind you have to decide what kind of man you want to be and then just act like it and be that guy and then that will become your second nature at some point. Mm. It actually reminds me of the of the Spanish title of Scarface, you know, which is called The Price of Power. Actually, you have yeah, to... Yeah, it's fantastic. I love, I love that. I love that, you know. German, so ger the German uh, translation from Scarface is actually Scarface. Well, thanks for nothing, yeah. guys. But uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> I, 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 really, I really love uh, the, the, the price of power because uh, I would really say power comes with a price and you have to sacrifice oh, something. Uh, you can like you can like continue to live the way you live, uh, but are you really gonna let uh, hope die and, and dreams die all just because you played by the rules? You know. Yeah. Sacrifice is also a big big theme of mine, um, because this is something near and dear to my heart. You have to sacrifice things if you want to achieve something. Mm -hmm. That's just how the world works, and it might even just be. Sometimes it's trivial things like you have, for example, to sacrifice playing video games or watching Netflix all day if you want yeah. to achieve. That's um, actually easy. Or you have to sacrifice like uh, contact to your friends and parents if you really want to achieve because they are a hindrance like I have done in the past. And this is something very, very important. And people are afraid of that because they are so bound to these things they have right now and they are just afraid of the unknown and this is something um, like Joe or all these masculine guys and especially also the characters in these movies yes. display that they take risks and they are not afraid of sacrificing things or even people mm. sometimes literally like Tony Montana does <laughs> but um, oh, uh, but it's very important to understand that this is a big part of achieving something in life absolutely and I, I think you captured this really well uh, in one of your latest tweets that, uh, you know, the rules we believe in and the rules we are currently, you know, obeying are actually rules made up uh, by other people, you know. You, you, you said it way better than I did right now, but uh, something along the way. Yeah, I said that all rules are arbitrary, which mm -hmm. means they are literally just made by, by men. And for example, uh, laws, they don't apply to animals, right? And the nature itself. It's mm -hmm. really just in the human mind. And sometimes in life you have to break rules and it is a sacrifice because you 
put yourself into the possibility of the consequences of breaking those rules. And this might even ruin you to some degree or your plans, or it might propel you forward, but it's a risk you have to take. And it's mm -hmm. a sacrifice of safety, really. And sacrificing your safety, like your comfort bubble and your comfort zone is, I would say, the foundation of any success. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we, we, talk, we talked uh, briefly about uh, like your safe space, like, like uh, with Joe, he was born and raised in Romania and he's probably going to stay there. Uh, it's the same for us. We were born and raised in Germany, but, but we want to get out of here. <laughs> it's yeah. Awesome. So it's basically uh, leaving your safe comfort zone. I oh, actually, yeah. I, I, I mean, I want to, but it's uh, really hard for me to imagine. You know, I mean, I was born and raised here. I, I, I've never lived anywhere else than in Germany. But uh, the yeah, future, the know, future is, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was I obviously was thinking about this a lot, um, especially in recent times with all this COVID thing and how Germany operates with this. Mm. In other words, being utterly stupid about it. Um, I was thinking a lot about leaving this country at some point, but this might really just be and that's something that always comes back into my mind. Is it just a, the grass is greener on the other side kind of thing? I mean, I know, I know, I know the, I know the weather is warmer in, uh, <laughs> in, yeah, well, that's in certain countries. Plus, yeah, I would just, just, I would just like uh, move out just uh, for for the weather's sake. Oh, you're somewhere where it's warm, man. It's a fucking German weather. Yeah, <laughs> um, I would definitely move to, into a warmer country for sure, hundred mm -hmm. percent. And the German weather is really annoying most of the time. Yeah. I mean, in winter it's cold and and like rainy. All the time it's not even snowing every winter you have this sort of mud shit mm -hmm. and in summer it's unbelievably annoyingly hot and you're like yeah. why can there be like a middle ground <laughs> the Ger germans don't even get uh, snow right you know yeah <laughs> uh, exactly yeah but that's but, about but, but but there's one thing we can do and that's cars we make oh, the yeah. best cars, yeah. We are not. Uh, we uh, again. We are not promoting any any one of these uh, brands. No, Joe mentioned before. No. no yeah. Why Why don't we ask Mercedes about the sponsorship? <laughs> do, you, do you really think um, Mercedes? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, okay. You you write the email, man. Yeah, yeah, actually, man. actually, actually, this this stream was brought to you by Google. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Go go to google.com and type in uh, Red Smoke, and you get sixty percent off of all. Uh, Google products. Do it right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, uh, we're out of time, Alex. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to say to the precious Red Smoke audience? Mm, yeah, really just um, rewatch again what you saw today because there were, were a lot of like nuggets in there, mm. wisdom nuggets, and especially a lot of them I, and I guess you as well, didn't expect. Um, because if we always project our images onto people, especially like men who have a lot of women, there's always some sort of mm -hmm. stigma and, you know, this kind of pimp image. But I think Joe really uh, crushed this today and uh, told Absolutely. us, or showed us that there is uh, another side of such men. And it's really just a businessman who is successful mm -hmm. and knows how to be successful and what's important to be there. And there's a lot to learn from that. I think if you can overcome your prejudice absolutely joe is not online anymore but uh if i had the chance i would say to him now uh thanks for showing me a different reality actually. oh yeah yeah that's absolutely 
But yeah, that's that's also a very important part. I want the last thing I want to mention here yes, is sure. that he was very right there when he said that you can create your own reality, whatever mm -hmm. that may be. It really doesn't matter. You can completely create your own reality because if you think about it, multiple realities exist all the time. Yeah. People think, for example, Trump is the best president ever, and other people think he's a fucking idiot. So these are two realities existing at the same time so why don't you think you can create your own and that's a really good point yeah if you look at people like joe who works completely different with his business and women than all the men you know um i guess it's pretty obvious that you can completely create what you want i agree all right that's good i always want to end the stream on a positive note man so that's yes that's good it was positive wasn't it <laughs> absolutely man <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna close the stream now with a with a tweet of mine which i tweeted a few days ago so guys remember don't be like tony montana but be like tony montana but actually don't be like tony montana okay <laughs> that was red smoke 